All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for the first 2023 edition of the Bluminati podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Bond. Hopefully, join alongside me as always, uh, Seth Varnador and Robert Steeg. Guys, we've gotten through Christmas, we've gotten through early signing day, we've gotten through New Year, we've gotten through that first week back of work where you're like, ah, don't really want to be here. And then it's the second week and you're like, still want, don't want to be here. Mm. So how, how, how we doing? How, how was, how was the Christmas holidays? How was everything for you guys? So far so good. Uh, you know, work isn't giving me a heart attack just yet. Um, I got, I got stuck out in the Gulf of Mexico, uh, for, for new Year's. So there's, there's, Worst places I could have gotten stuck on a cruise ship in the middle of the, uh, you know, basically the holiday season. Uh, but other than that, everything was all uh, all fine and dandy. Seth, yeah, good. You know, got to see uh, some family. Kids had a good Christmas, so got to play some golf in uh, like thirty degree weather. So that was a new experience. So uh, yeah, overall, overall, a nice little break. Yeah, I uh, played golf Christmas Eve, and it was, I think, 29 degrees, and it was uh, every bit of 29 degrees, and then played the the Monday after Christmas, and uh, I think it was like 40 degrees, and it felt like summertime to me uh, compared to Christmas Eve. Um, I actually played with the uh, Bulls 24-7's own Will Turner on that Monday, so that was fun uh, to get the out Will there. Turner. And the yeah. Will Turner to, uh, you know. We played Smack that the ball same, around. We played that same morning, teed off at like seven o'clock. It was it was quite chilly. So yeah. Pardon my French. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was yeah. 85 degrees in Cozumel. Uh and boy, I could have worn a sweater. <laughs> I, I hate the cold. That is oh. my my absolute bane of my existence. I love it. Big, big, big fan of the cold here. Big fan of the cold. Same. My brother's hands uh, went numb, so he wasn't as good on the back nine as he was the the front. <laughs> yeah, I uh, on the on the Christmas Eve round, I had like uh, like three jackets, and then by like the third hole, I was just down to my my uh, my shorts and my my polo, and I just kind of had a grin and bear it, and I actually played better. Christmas Eve than I did that Monday, so maybe there's a reason why. Yeah, I, I tell you, I lucked out. I had uh, my brother a few years back won uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks Coach of the Year, and he won tickets to the Super Bowl. So we went. I went with him to the Super Bowl and a couple other people, and it was in Minnesota. So I had I had a couple like cold weather layers that weren't uh, too prohibitive to movement. I wore those. That was fine. Nice little warm long sleeve. Uh, Type deal. It was easy. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful day. Not for me. Give me. May give try me it again. This, may try it again this weekend. Oh, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Um, the the kids' big uh, Christmas gift was we got Disney passes. So on Sunday we went to Disney Springs, um, to because we got a gift card. Um, Samantha's parents uh, hooked us up with like a two hundred dollar gift card to put toward the down payment for the passes. So we were able to do that. Um, but you can only use the gift card at Disney. So we had to end up going to Disney. So we just made a day of it on Sunday. Um, got a beer at the hole in the wall, got a harp. It was delicious. Uh, had lunch at rainforest cafe. And I thought if you would have told me Nathan Brody's going to hate this, I would have been like, bro, there's no way animals making sounds rain. He's going to love it. Terrified him from start to finish <laughs> the entire meal. <laughs> Uh, so that, that was an experience. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I think, uh, we're, we're going on Friday after I get off work, they close at 11. So I'm going to zoom to magic kingdom after work and try to get like three hours worth of, uh, rides in. Nate, I have done that drive multiple times on a Friday, uh, leading up to trying to get there, you know, as quickly as possible. Godspeed yeah. to you. I'm not excited. Terrible about it. drive. I'm not excited about it, uh, especially on a holiday weekend. But other than that, it'll be all right. 
And I didn't realize it was a holiday weekend until like today at lunch. And I was like, oh man, that drive's not going to be like an hour and 30. That's probably going to be like a two hour drive. You maybe masochist is what you are. <laughs> so I'm going to have to tell Samantha, like we were going to do like this whole thing, walk in together. I'm like, babe, you're just going to have to go and I'll meet you there. Otherwise, <laughs> yes. it's just not going to be worth it. <laughs> so we'll figure it out. But anyway, that's enough about that. Um, wanted to, we, we kind of decided to do something different. Um, we're going to do something different in 2023. Um, I'll be honest. I am just the face behind the things. Uh, Seth, Steve, and Vito have kind of started to put this together. So I'm going to give the kind of the broad overview, and then you guys fill in the holes in what I got completely wrong. So obviously, if you're watching, you know it's not on Twitter tonight. Um, if you're tuning in live, uh, so we're actually now on Twitch, uh, YouTube, and Facebook, if that is correct. My am, am I right in that assumption? Yes. So it's an, yeah, tonight we're trying uh we're trying Twitch instead of Twitter just because uh Twitter whatever reason no longer allows comments. So we go to Twitch, as you can see right here, we've got somebody watching on Twitch and we got a comment. So now you have two places to watch where you can comment so you can join us live watch or three places. So you got Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. We can get comments from all of them here. Uh, so that's, we decided to make that switch. And then Twitch also gives us some other kind of functionalities and different things we can do on it. Uh, that'll be fun. So we're going to try it out. Yeah. So what the plan is, and again, correct me when I'm wrong here, guys, I want to be perfectly clear. I am just the beautiful face behind the, the project. You guys are the muscle and the brains. Um, Steve we're muscle. going we're going to basically go, we're going to try to monetize this thing. You guys are, have been loyal listeners and uh, you guys, you know, have been following us for a long time. Uh, you know, the easiest way to do this is uh, to with, with your help. And we're going to, we're going to try to make some really fun content uh, for you guys. Um, we're, we're going to have some stuff behind a paywall. We're going to have some stuff. That's just um, stuff that we just do. But the the overarching thing is uh, we're we're gonna throw in some scoops. We're, we've started a Discord uh, that will uh, you'll get some inside stuff that uh, sometimes only the Slack channel ever sees. We're gonna start doing it that way. So that's gonna be another uh, thing. Like uh, a week and a half ago, uh, we, we knew like four hours before that James Rowe was gonna be the new uh, safeties coach. You may find out that before anyone else. You may find out, oh, who's this recruit committing? Uh, who's on a visit? Stuff like that. Some inside baseball stuff that we've kind of tended to allude to in the podcast. We're basically going to come out flatly and say it. There will be some rules behind it. Don't I like anything else. If you're if you're on the inside, you're on the inside. And the, the rules that are associated with that, I'll let. Steve and Seth kind of take over on what may be becoming from some of the stuff that we're going to be doing, uh, recruiting, things like that, of that ilk. Uh, Steve, Seth, take it away. I'm just going to sit here and smile and nod like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So for me, this all start. this kind of idea started um, during the coaching search. Uh, you, we had some people that had some pretty good info, but we really didn't have an outlet to put it out. Um, because it's kind of how, how coaching searches go. There's a lot of rumors. There's not a lot of confirms. You don't really want to come out, uh, with things that you can't get a ton of confirmation on, uh, really hard publicly. But if we had a place like a discord or a message board type place where we could kind of say, Hey guys, this is what we're hearing. Uh, we I thought there was kind of a hole in the market for that. Um, cause Nate had pretty good info. Uh, we have some other people that contribute that have good info. Um, and then as the assistant hires are being made, recruiting hire or recruiting stuff is being done. Um, we've got some people that know quite a bit and, and have some connections that have pretty good info that we're able to get stuff early. And so we think that we can kind of treat this as almost like our own message board type thing where we can put some info out that we probably wouldn't put out for public consumption. 
Uh, so we we started a Discord. We're going to have, um, it's going to be invite only, but what all we're asking initially, and Steve can talk about some of the other stuff we're going to do, but initially, if you follow us on Twitch, uh, because that's an easy way for us to get to some monetization without having to make money off of any of you quite yet, right? There's an easy way to get to that kind of Twitch affiliate type stuff. Uh, just by getting followers there. So if you send us, uh, you can send the house account on Twitter, like a screenshot of you as a follower on Twitch. We'll send you a Discord invite. Uh, it'll be a cool place to come on and talk. Um, and, uh, and you know, there will be spots where you can just talk generally about USF, specific rooms for football, kinds of stuff like that. So um, it'll, it, it should be pretty fun and a way for us to interact a little bit more freely. and. Uh, more often but uh steve you've got some you know you're you're kind of part of this too right i i sometimes um no and and, and generally it's you know we want to be able to provide more content in more ways and more interaction in more ways than just utilizing you know twitter.com which at times is it the most efficient way to you know get your dose of usf related news and and interactions so you know one thing that we'll be starting back up is uh, the roundups of the Olympic sports. Um, so pretty much weekly, myself and Vito will, you know, get on about 40, uh, about 45 minutes show just to do a roundup and talk about the sports that, you know, don't always get the, their time in the limelight uh, that they so rightfully deserve at times. So women's basketball more extensively, men's basketball more extensively. Uh, you know, baseball, softball, all the crossover sports that we're about to be in. The men's basketball coaching search. <laughs> the men's basketball coaching search and things that are happening around those programs as well, whether it's recruiting, you know, staff changes, support, you know, changing whatever is happening there. Um, you know, today at the indoor performance facility, um, you know, grand opening, it, it was, it's not just about football. And, and that's the thing that, you know, can kind of get lost every once in a while especially that IPF, but just USF in general, like it's not just football. There, there's, there's a lot of sports that are going on right now. There's a lot of really good things that are happening around the university. And so it's just going to be another outlet for us to kind of, you know, put those things in the limelight, give them their, their time to shine, talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly that way, you know, and, and give them the the fun there. So basically the, what we're planning on it right now is two shows a, uh, a week, the, the daily Stampede, the Illuminati podcast, and then a weekly roundup where we'll talk about the previous week's sports, what happened, what's good, what's bad, and then looking ahead as well. So that's where we're looking at for uh, a tentative schedule. But again, there's going to be more uh, more ways to interact with with all of us, which, you know, we all show our asses out here every week. So now you'll really see the whole hole at this point. <laughs> Lord, that's that's our only fans. We can't broadcast on there quite yet. That's <laughs> that's the really hidden account. Yeah. Um, but Seth, there's a, there's a question. I want to digress a second. There's a question. Uh, it's actually a two part question from AJ. On Twitch. Look at that. Our, 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 one of our, our first Twitch subscribers, our first comments. Um, so let's just read it out. Long time listener, first time caller, two questions. Uh, first did Amar Jackson push off, uh, resoundingly, uh, no. It may shock you. He did not. He did not push off. Amari Jackson did not push off. I think that's clear. We'll know it forever and ever. We all know. I mean, yes, there was forward propulsion later on or before. I guess it was before. Uh, and then he definitely did not push off. I will stand by that forever and ever. Second, uh, the, the Jess got just needed more time to implement his system and give the boys the freedom to run and gun. And find a way to win, any a win any which way they know how. I'll hang up and listen. You know, I mean, who can say? They, I mean, who who can who can say? Um, who can really say at this point? It's you know maybe you should have played out the string. I mean, it's not like they won any other games, so why not? Maybe Xavier Weaver plays the final two games. Maybe maybe he stays. Maybe Brian Batiste stays. Whomst among us, as Heathy Poop says, can say we don't we don't know that we don't we we can't know that for sure, guys. 
but maybe. No, you, you can never. I, one thing we can say about Jeff Scott is he uh, he did help bring in the uh, indoor practice facility. <clears throat> he did. He was one of well, what that. I mean, that the plaque must have cost as much as some of those donations that they got from those people that are on the plaques. Um, so that was pretty neat. So let's let's actually. Is there anything we want to kind of round up into a bow? I think that the, the initial thing is, um, so for the month leading up to National Signing Day in February, uh, the recruiting Discord is going to be open and free for everyone. Okay? For everyone. Um, we're we're going to test this out. It may It very may well fall flat on its face with how many people decide to take advantage of it. Who knows? But the first, I would say, up until football season, when recruiting really starts to take off, it's going to be completely free. Once that, once rec- the recruiting starts to um, pick back up, and honestly, if you guys feel that um, the Discord has been worth it, then it will be monetized at, at a subscription base five five bucks four but whatever it may be a month to have access to the discord uh so you'll get the inside scoops you'll get the recruiting stuff um he he i mean i'll be honest i think steve you did a couple of tiktoks for football stuff i i'm pretty sure i did I mean, we're on i do we're on everything multi-platform I mean, baby tumblr i mean tumblr much like only fans is that's personal and private, all right? <laughs> I know they I know they changed some rules on Tumblr, but it's still personal and private. Um but I think Steve's gonna start crocheting and we'll get on Etsy mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, we we, um, we have a we have a Pinterest board and um yes. we're we're looking on to get we're looking on uh be real, but I'm a I'm a little concerned about it. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, uh, we're we're moving and shaking, but yeah, I, I think the just to go on what you just said, Nate. Basically, um, we'd like to be able to monetize some of this stuff, but we're gonna basically do a, a, a trial run until next football season. So jump in the follow. All you gotta do is follow us on. Uh, <laughs> that's right, baby. The coaching board. That's that's my Pinterest board. It's just a I move different coaches on and off the list. Uh, so all you gotta do is follow us on Twitch, which is free. Uh, we're not asking for you to subscribe. Uh, I don't think we're at that level yet, but just follow us on Twitch. Show us you follow us. And then that's free. Discord, we'll send you an invite. That's also free to join um, for now. And then we'll just see how that goes. And I, I think it'll be fun. It'll be a, a bunch of a bunch of um, a bunch a bunch of different ways for us to communicate directly. Uh, ask questions. We might do voice chat stuff in Discord. So we'll do some fun stuff. We'll take advantage of these different avenues we have to reach out and, and do different shows. So it'll be oh, this per- set it perfect. It'll be a hoot, hollering, romping, good time. I, I think you're right, and um, I think to I mean we we've talked about 20 minutes about the. Um, the minutia, the behind the scenes, the uh, everything of it. This let's actually get into some content. The hashtag content that we all live and thrive for. Um, as we kind of discuss what the future of um, what we cover for recruiting, because I, I mean, in all, like, there's a place for talking to 16 year old kids about where they're going to be, where they're going to be going and, and trying to figure out their their top 1800 um you know, their top board like there's a place and time for it <clears throat> to channel my inner danny glover i'm getting too old for this shit so what i what i'm gonna what, what we're gonna do is we're uh, until what we're going to talk about the stuff that we know the guys that are maybe uh i guess in it NCAA parlance, they're like 70% of the way there, or they're they're looking uh they're looking at us. They're 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 really, really close to that where you can bring them in for an official visit. 
if you're if we're talking about NCAA 14 four on three, you gotta get close, you gotta get like over 50%. We're gonna be talking about those guys. No one cares that you offered the the top 100 players, the top, the five stars who will never show up. Like we get it. it, it that's it's gonna happen. Uh, I, I applaud, I applaud Alex Golish. I think like one of his first like two offers were to the number one offensive lineman in the country. Sadly, Caden Proctor committed to Alabama, I believe. So actually, oh, he flipped he fl- from Iowa. He flipped <laughs> from Iowa. Oh, did he really? Oh, yeah, I could have yeah. seen that. <laughs> All right, we <laughs> offered him. Seen that come. USF offered. He's flipping <laughs> to Alabama. Uh, yes, yes, Percy. Like ninety percent Dion share for sure. Um, that's that's where we're kind of we're going. Um, so. Uh, without further ado, let's kind of get into some of the recruiting stuff. Steve, since early sign day, there's been there's been some scuttlebutt, there's been some movement. I've got a you know what? There's there's one guy that I'm looking at right now on um on my little tabs. Uh you mentioned the name. Uh I think it was you. It may have been Sean, who oh, by the way, Sean Sean Havens yeah. just he joined the squad. It, it was so we started banding this about and we were like all right we got to figure out a way to bring this guy in because him and steve are tag teaming this crap together so we're we're gonna bring him in and we're gonna have some fun um and we're gonna see how how things that that is you sean i appreciate you he doesn't have a camera so he's not going to join us tonight but he will be part of the crew going forward it's the reason why we we started to do this because I'll be I'll be honest, man. It, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's a it's a different outlet for us. But there's a there's a name, Steve, that I think you sent right before we had our pre-show meeting. Screw it. Let's give him a little taste. Let's give him a little taste. And and while we do a nice radio tease real quick, uh, you may know if you don't know Sean by name, you probably know him. Uh, USF Recruiting News alumni underscore USF on Twitter. Uh, you've definitely seen his stuff on Twitter. So you may not know his name, but you know him. So now Steve. Been clutch. Spill. Um I I I, I forgot who we're talking about. <laughs> throw it we'll throw look, one out. Look look on the Discord, bro. Is it yeah. I, I'm assuming we're talking about the one that I think is gonna be committing here soon. Uh, the one that uh, I've been tossing around. Uh, the initials are QB. Oh, Quincy Burroughs. Yes. Yes. Uh, that's good. I, I, I got it. There's another one that is in my head right now that I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting him uh, to is it in the commit chat? at some point. Uh, but yeah, so Quincy Burroughs uh, looks like he's kind of narrowed his choices. He is the transfer from Cincinnati. Um, he was originally from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, so represent. Uh, let me double check what his top four is it's memphis usf wisconsin and georgia tech um so it, it looks like the staff is probably going to try to to you know wrangle in at least another uh you know couple skilled players here um yeah from from duval uh from reigns high school actually which is uh quite a good football school with the athletes but yeah so that's a that's a nice little uh nugget here um not sure if he had gone on a visit yet i'd imagine that they're going to try to bring him in as soon as possible um but yeah that's a that's a little nugget for everyone here of a potential and also a little bit of a insight into you know staff isn't quite done yet um you know we we did see two guys into the transfer portal today from usf uh one bayron matos and um chris carter Chris Carter. So two additional scholarships have opened up um, alongside the two or three ones that they had uh, additional open scholarships that they had already. So we're looking at another four or five guys that might uh, might commit here. So we'll see what that leads to. Here we go. And uh, Quincy Burroughs, not just uh, a six two stud wide receiver. He also had heart, uh, offers from Harvard and Yale, so he's going to bring up the academic GPA of the team as well. Um, so, it, I mean, if he can't get into Harvard on the hills, bro, but he'll get into Harvard, then we know we got some issues. So, if there's a if he picks USF and then there's some admissions issues, then we know uh, we just need to throw the entire USF uh, just process uh, into the ground and bury it, and then uh, bury it again. Um, but that's good. I mean, I wanted to kind of bring that up because 
that was literally 20 minutes before we did our pre-show meeting. And that's the kind of stuff that you'll see on the Discord. We've had um, multiple stuff over the last, what, we started this, what, Monday? I guess we, or no, it's probably been a little over a week. We actually, like, went deep into the Discord and figured out uh, we're still kind of playing with it. But that's kind of the stuff you, you'll see on the Discord um, recruiting side and then some other things, uh, some other uh, news and, and notes uh, from the other various channels as well. But recruiting wise, um, Steve, kind of give us a rundown, I guess, since early signing day, what's kind of transpired um, from whatever, what the 18th through the 20th of December, whatever that, whatever that was to, uh, you know, 928 p.m. on January 10th in our of our Lord's 2023. Oh, goodness. So uh, let's see. They fish, They had a couple official visits. So USF breaks up their um, visit calendar twice a week. Basically, they do like a Wednesday through Friday uh, official visits and then a Saturday through Monday, Sunday-ish uh, visiting schedule. So um, they had one this past weekend uh, or this past week uh, that started with Dominic Ganella. RJ Perry and then Jaden Gray, uh, amongst a few others that were kind of notable that I had tossed around there. Uh, Dominic Ganella, a former Bay Area kid from Riverview, was a North Dakota State running back, uh, transferred to USF. I don't have confirmation if he's on scholarship just yet. Um, I'd imagine that he he might be a um, what I would consider to be like a blue shirt. Like he will end up being on scholarship by the time that they start in the fall, but we'll see what happens there. RJ Perry, a Tennessee offensive lineman. Um, you can follow the breadcrumbs on where he got the inkling to come here. Uh, and then Jaden Gray, he was an Iowa state defensive lineman. Uh, he ended up committing to uh, Louisiana tech today. So they had those guys uh, on campus for official visit. Um, obviously, you know, two of the three committed pretty shortly thereafter. And, uh, and then the weekend, uh, this past weekend, they had quite a few more visitors come through the gambit. Um, I'm trying to think of the ones that I can talk about that I don't want to. I want to tease a few of them, but I don't want to tease too many of them. Um, we did get a wide receiver commit and Seth Jones uh, from Baylor. Uh, there might be a few other wide receivers that were on the visits. Uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So, you know, a few that we we know of uh, that are not um, Quincy Burroughs. Um, or Bowman, uh, and then Derek Bowman, the offensive tackle from Houston, uh, committed, and then uh, the Texas edge DJ Harris also committed. And am I missing anyone? Yeah, I, th- I don't think Bryce Archie, Archie had committed. Um, yeah, we hadn't. Bryce, Bryce, last time we talked, he's a new commit. He, he's a new commit right. from uh, Coastal Carolina. Basically, we'll give you an offense coordinator, you give us a quarterback. And cast considerations. So, um, and and in, and in respect to to you know a QB pickup when we have Gary behind and then you know uh, Byron Brown and a few other quarterbacks on the roster, you always take a quarterback every single class. You know, no matter what transition class is no different. Right. Uh, the the positive with Bryce Archie is that he has already spent a season at a Division One you know football program, so he has that strength and conditioning uh, underway, and he has a full four years of eligibility, uh, and he got playing time last year for coastal Carolina. So he's not completely, you know, by the wayside or anything like that, but he's obviously not, you know, I'm not expecting him to come in and start right away and, and, you know, blow up in the, in the circuit or anything like that. He, he's definitely a guy that they see a lot of potential in. Um, Mm -hmm. He might even play baseball for us. So who knows? Touch 93 miles per hour. Yeah, that's pretty fucking good. boy, boy howdy. That'd be that'd be nice coming out of the bullpen uh, for sure. Um, and uh, uh, on a uh, interesting note, fun note um, on the coaching staff wise, at least we uh, we discussed James Rowe is officially here. Uh, Merritt is officially here. Middleton's officially here. Uh, who else is officially here? Um, Creamer. Oh, Creamer is officially here. Who's the tight ends coach? Tyler Gray? No. Why am I blanking no. on his name? I don't know. I can't remember. It's Jack not, Taylor. Nope. 
It is not. It, it is, is not Jack Taylor. Clay Patterson. Clay Patterson. That's it is. Okay, I think we talked about him on on the last pod, yes. uh, but I think the entire coaching staff is official. Creamer is doing. Um, he's going to be doing special teams, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Correct. He was yeah, the guy special that teams that. and outside. Yeah. Joel Gordon, quarterback coach. Blah blah blah. Um, so. The other interesting note is uh, former USF quarterback Brett Keen is back in Tampa. Uh, he is going to be a C- his official title is senior defensive analyst linebackers. Uh, he was at FAU under defense coordinator Todd Orlando. He worked with Kevin Patrick. So he's coming back to Tampa. He, uh, he after his USF career, he went to uh, he went to uh, Charlotte, and then he was a GA at Charlotte. He was at uh, Independence Community College, aka Last Chance U. Uh, he was there for a little bit, um, and then went to FAU, and now he's here back in Tampa, back where it all started for him uh, at the collegiate level, which I think is really cool. I we we always talk about Chris Oladokun getting. A raw deal at USF. Uh, I think you can squarely put Brett Keen in that pile as well. About just the absolute yo-yoing of that position after Quentin Flowers left, and it just a, a super raw deal. It seems like he's really kind of coming into his own as a as a coach. And I'm excited what to have him back. A guy who's seen the good side of USF and the guy who's seen the bad side of USF his last couple of years and knows okay he can bring the inside. I think that's as, as an aside to coaching, uh, we, oh, we've always said USF is such a quirky freaking job. There's just different things that come about at USF that you just never really think about at other jobs, good and or bad, but having someone who's seen uh, a high level of competency under you know Willie Taggart, he got it turned around, and then the starting of the downfall with Charlie Strong. He, if the coaching staff doesn't ask him or talk to him about okay, what what should what pitfalls should we avoid? Uh, and Kevin Patrick as well, I think he's going to be a great asset as well because he saw the rise of USF as well. So have if goes to rely on people who know the good and bad of this program, I think you'll not fall flat on your face like Jeff Scott did. I think he, uh, I mean, we've, we'll beat this into the ground. He tried to clump some way the shit out of this place and it just didn't work. It just didn't work start to finish. Yeah. Tried to kind of just bring a cookie, a cookie cutter process. Um, and it, it just didn't work. Um, this is not something uncommon, though. Uh, surprise! He'll be a defensive analyst. There, you'll see. You'll see offensive guys be defensive analysts because they're not on field coaching. Um, I know when I was coaching offense, my brother was the defensive coach, so he sometimes comes to me and say, "Hey, what do you think they're trying to do out of this?" So sometimes offensive guys can give defensive guys good information just because they know, okay, how you may be thinking, okay, if they're showing you this formation, what are they probably trying to get you to do? So you'll see sometimes, I think there's been spots where you've seen guys who are big-time offensive coordinators, even head coaches with the offensive leans, go and become defensive analysts for some teams um, and, and vice versa. So you, you can kind of tell. Is I think um, I think maybe Todd Grantham is like an offensive analyst at Alabama. Or, or or something like that. There, there's times where they those guys will switch roles in the analyst role because they give that side of the ball a different perspective. Um, so that that'll be yeah. Matt Patricia doing the total the total switch, but oh I, my that's kind of part that, that's kinda, that God damn that, that fucking flamed out. That's kind of part of it though. It's uh, it, it's you can kind of have a different perspective. So yeah. So um, but. You know, speaking of coming to back, I think the James Rowe hire is really a really good hire. I was about to say, um, yeah, the, the, the thing about this staff that, again, say what you will about it, it, it's it's really an eclectic staff filled with guys from that have, have touched success at almost every single level for whatever 
you know, program that they have been a part of. Some, I mean, the the kind of black sheep of this is is I guess Clay Patterson. If you're really gonna, well, sort of. I mean, Clay Patterson coming over from Colorado, um, you know, not very good last year. He was at Minnesota so, before, right? And they right, but yeah. but touch success previously. Joel yeah. Gordon, you know, Iowa State, not as successful last year, but again. He saw success in, in Brock Purdy. I mean, he's Brock he, Purdy. Yeah, he's gonna hang, hang his hat on hang Brock Purdy. Baby. Six and zero, Brock Purdy. I mean, come oh yeah, on. all time. But like Matt Matt Merritt, you know, a, a Georgia Southern guy moving up to to come to USF. Matt Middleton coming over from uh, Kent State, moving up. Uh, Coach Hoodie moving down from Tennessee, but to become an offensive line coach here. And all these guys have touched success in various instances. But the biggest victory of this all is convincing an NFL guy, an NFL coach, to come here, to come back to his alma mater and, and basically take the exact same role that he had and here's be that here. This is the wildest thing. And Sean said it in, in hashtag uh, promotion, uh, said it in the Discord today. The fact that they got a sitting NFL coach to leave his job to come here says incredible things it's not like he was an analyst for the chicago bears no no, no 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 i want to be perfectly clear here james Rowe was the defensive backs coach for the chicago bears and if you guys have watched any bears games this season those young guys were good it's just the the rest of the bears were probably the best three and 14 team in quite a while and they i mean they lucked into they, I mean, they lucked into the first overall pick because Lovey Smith said, "F you guys, I'm, I'm going out in a blaze of glory and I'm going to win this game regardless." But I mean, ju- I mean, we're going off in an NFL tangent, but like the Bears, there are some pieces there that I think if they can get it figured out, they've got no skill guys on the offensive side of uh, on the offensive side of the ball that really hinders uh, Justin Fields, and we'll figure out if he's going to be a good quarterback next year, but. The young guys on the defense side of the ball for the Bears were pretty good, uh, especially in the secondary. Um, and I, that's that's all you you ask to get. Uh, it's incredible. I, so, I don't. I just it, you never see that, especially dropping down to this level. Now I get it if you're going to like Alabama, but to this level, that's incredible. I think he's also listed as like passing game coordinator or something like that on defense as well, right? So, uh, interesting note on him. So, he was a guy last year when um, USF was looking to hire. I got a text out of the blue from uh, my former boss, Jerry Odom, and he said, USF needs to hire Verpeil or Rowe as the next DC. And I said, hey, I'm with you, man. You know, he's like, you need to tell people they need to hire Verpale or Rowe. Um, so he's got the Jerry Odom seal of approval. That's all I need to hear. Uh, I, I think I think he's going to end up being a really, really good. I know there are some people that were thinking they might go get DeMarcus Van Dyke. I think you got a much better coach than DeMarcus Van Dyke was going to be. I saw some people kind of disappointed. I think this guy's a much better on-field coach. Yeah, and, and the thing with DeMarcus Van Dyke is Which DeMarcus is Van Dyke need. is – it was a was is recruiting guru for Miami, and, and 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 that that's a wonderful aspect of the of this staff that would have been appreciated. Um, but I, getting a sitting NFL coach <laughs> to come coach your defensive backs is is also a pretty good uh, victory here. I mean, th- I guess if there's any gripe you can have, yeah, he never he's never you know he, he played baseball for USF, so you know. That might that's be a the, that's, the cra- that's the craziest that's thing. That's the craziest thing. I was like, he, like, I know, like, the old school, like, USF football players, like, I got never play football here. What are you guys talking about, USF alum? Where, do, what, yeah. what on earth are you freaking talking about? And here we are. And, and like, I looked at his stats. He was pretty eh, at baseball. I think he had like a mid five ERA, but he was fast. He was, he was kind of that, that utility two way guy. But he he was a standout at Coco High School, uh, in high school, and uh, and his brother, who was the D, I think he's the DB coach at Houston, the Houston Cougars. Unfortunate timing; they'll never play each other um, mm. as Houston goes to the Big Twelve. But, Maybe in the Cotton Bowl. 
maybe in the Cotton Bowl or something. Uh, the CFP twelve teamer. Um, hey, but, Steve, I mean, can I uh, real quick? Can I show you something, Steve? Yes. Does he have a mustache? Oh yeah. This was uh, uh, that, that was the other one that I didn't know if I wanted to say or not. This is on uh, Twitter here, five thirty. Let me get you guys when I said that on Discord uh, to really drive home the point here. Um, but, so if you can see that that was Lloyd Summerall with the eyes emoji for uh, Naquan Wright, Florida running back. Yes. Um, but the other thing that I like oh, about... Um, yeah, uh, yesterday at 10.17 p.m. Yes. Uh, and in fact, I, I even or 10, mentioned him. AM. I even mentioned him by name on the uh, two days ago um, at two thirty eight in the afternoon. Just you know, was hanging out with my girlfriend and decided, hey, I'm thinking about Naquan Wright. Um, but the the other thing that I like about the staff, and I, I pointed it out uh, to a few of you guys as well, they're they're building a fucking support staff too. Like, this isn't just like, oh, you know, we're getting these 10 on-field coaches and we're going to say fuck it and just hire some warm bodies to be strength and condition. Like, they're hiring guys for position, like, support, specific support staff titles. Like, they hired this guy, David Norris, to be, like, uh, strength and conditioning when it comes to, like, speed and enablement. And then they hired, you know, director of player personnel and, you know... Director of scouting, director of high school relations, director of external relations. Like they're they're hiring a full fucking staff. Like that extra staff bump that they gave is really going to end up paying its dividends because now you're going to be able to eventually have more on field coaches, probably seven hundred dollars. Right, and that that can go towards you know the difference between a kid choosing USF over I don't know Toledo. You know, we have more support staff. We we have the new IPF. We have more ways. Now we just have to fucking win football games. I think it also helps you in like um, the portal, right? You have guys. You have that's something that you're seeing a lot of the Power Five level where they're having basically personnel departments just walk, constantly evaluating and watching the portal, so you can get on yeah. that early. And I think the way and then high school, obviously high school recruiting, the more guys you can have watching film, draw pushing stuff up towards the coaches to view and kind of get offers out on people that the, the kind of easier it is to find those kind of gems or, or find, get on guys early and maybe get a chance to steal them. Um, you know, I think in, as the, as the kind of the big time recruiting uh, trends more heavily towards NIL, the kind of where it all seems to be predicated on that, having a support staff, at kind of this the mid tier of the recruiting, I think can be a really big advantage because you can find those guys that maybe it's not quite about the NIL. It's just about identifying guys, getting them on campus. And that's where you can really take advantage of that. So yeah, that is like a really, a really good thing to see them beefing that side of it up. And uh, I, I think, do we still have, is is uh, Tank Dell too small still working or is he, is he, uh, is he oh, he's on? long, he's long gone. He's long gone. Okay. Tank, hashtag Tank Dell's too small is long gone from this staff, which is well, there you go. So there's top tier. Um, it, it, you talk about NIL. Uh, since we last spoke, there's three three pretty big guys who entered the portal. Uh, Dustin Hall, who we had penciled in as their starting center for 2023, has entered the portal. Uh, Xavier Weaver officially entered the portal after the Nationals, the early signing period when Alex Golish said he was excited to see Xavier Weaver. <laughs> Catch passes, and then Brian Petit ultimately entered the portal and committed to Auburn on uh, Tuesday. Um, them's the breaks when you uh, fire a head coach. Uh, if you expect everybody to stay, that's not what's going to happen, especially at this point of um, college football, where you know money talks. I don't think it was the biggest case for Brian Petit. I think he was looking for. Um, a not next, Yes, I mean he's he's been he's been there for three years, four years, right? I mean, I know someone 
start freaked out when uh when i think it was i think it was i think a petit actually broke this person's brain but he'd been here for four years or three years and xavier weaver had been here for four years and dustin hall had been here for four years um and you know what you know Mar jackson did not push off i think you may be right sources may indicate that but here we are and that's just the name of the game but this point you fire a coach you're not gonna that's what happens um well we'll live you had to replace these guys anyway so it doesn't really matter right yeah i, I think for a guy like Batie, especially you know at his size if he wants the chance to play at the next level he probably needs to kind of prove it at a higher level if he can if he can kind of show the same uh ability uh against you know some bigger opponents that's his best chance so it's not like he's taking an nil bag for one year he's doing his best he's getting after already being here for three years uh playing a lot not winning a lot uh not due to his contributions but he's the guy that said there are a lot of losing here uh and he's as an all-american all-conference guy so this is i think it's a good move for him to kind of get that one, get it one more year with some better competition. And then if he can kind of do the same things he's done the last couple of years, now he gets a chance to play at the next level. Whereas here, if he stays, he maybe has another great year, but the questions still linger. Is he big enough? Is he, you know, can he do it? So I, 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 I don't think you can fault those guys. And I think Weaver's kind of the same way. Right. If I can and, go and, one, and, if I can go one year and kind of show it at another level, there's not going to be a lot of questions about me for when I try to go to the NFL. Right. And, and that's the thing to remember here is uh, for a lot of these kids, it's not just like it's not just chasing the bag. It's it's chasing the dream, which is playing in the NFL. And, and frankly, I mean these these guys that were big contributors on USF's team, you know, and they're in their pro grades, they're not getting you know, the programs that they think that they should be able to get. They're getting advice from those scouts as well saying, you know, hey, yes, you're an all-American at USF. Fantastic. You know, you're one of the best kick returners in the country. But at the end of the day, like, you know, if you're at USF and and you're doing everything you possibly can and you can't grade out to a draftable standard, that's not going to cut it, you know, for, for their dream of making it to the league. So, yeah, you know, taking a year at Auburn, you know, racking up 780 yards and, you know, a thousand all purpose yards can lead to an NFL contract, which is the dream for a lot of these kids. So, you know, I, 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 I encouraged him, but like I was pleasantly surprised when, you know, a couple of days after when, you know, Weaver and Matee hadn't quite a port, I was like, Oh God, like <laughs> is something wrong? Like I expected some of these guys to leave because frankly, we're terrible. They're good. They should go play somewhere where their contributions are going to lead to wins instead of, you know, at half empty Raymond or a mostly empty Raymond James Stadium at the hands of a blowout. Like it's that's just the nature of college football right now. Like, can we can we uh, take a second just for you correcting half empty was uh, too generous and <laughs> you had to go mostly empty. Uh, but there's a question that I, I want to kind of touch on the. Uh, it's from Hi, I'm Date Mike. I love Date Mike. He's got the Kangol hat on. It's backwards. He's ready to party. Uh, he'll dance on a pool table if you need him. Uh, but what's been our takes of USF Twitter uh, right now after this past weekend? Um, here's the thing. We started out strong. Uh, that, that was a Kelly Clarkson thing right there. But other than that... Um, you cannot, and I mean this with all sincerity, and I want you to hear this from my heart. You cannot be happy when a transfer comes into USF and then be willing to set the place afire when someone transfers out. That's not how this shit works. That's not how any of this works. You wish the 18, 19, 20-year-old good luck at their next spot, and you move on. Does it matter? Not really. You have had to replace them in three or four years anyway. Brian Petit was here for three years. Xavier Weaver was here for four. Dustin Hall was here for four. In normal circumstances, most of them would have been, they would have aged out of the process already. The COVID year being what it was, 
you, you, now you've got a couple extra years. You can't be happy that Gary Bohannon decides to transfer from Baylor to USF. You can't be happy when Chair Mangum transferred from Colorado to USF. You can't shit. You can't be happy when Kawika Mitchell transferred in. You can't be happy when Tyrone McKenzie transfers in. You can't be happy when Mike Ford transfers in or Jamar Taylor transferred in. Or I mean, I can go on and on and on. You can't be happy when uh, JPP transfers in from the community college. You can't be happy that that happens. But at the same time, piss all over a kid who decides to leave because mm, I'm going to be playing in the SEC. Like, are you? Are, what are we doing here? What yeah. literally? What What are we doing here? This makes no sense to me. This yeah. is like you staying at your dead end job when you've got a promotion out there that they're willing to take you and pay you two times as much. And I'm not talking about actual money. I'm talking about exposure. I'm talking about getting better resources. I'm talking about having better competition where something people are pushing you to be better. This new conference that USF is going to be in is going to be absolute cheeks. You're telling me Brian Batiste not going to get better facing against sec opponents or if xavier weaver ends up at colorado or wherever wherever he ends up you're telling me it's not going to be better for them y'all are insane and you need it you need to get off your high horse yeah and to your point you can't and to your point you can't be like this is a great job look at all the guys you can get the bounce back right that's that's a lot of a lot of people say the job is so great because of all the guys you can get to transfer back home well, you can't say that, and then the next thing you say, well, then nobody can transfer out. It's it's kind of the way it works now, and and you have to, especially in this situation where you have guys that have been here for a while that have kind of poured their heart and soul into it while they were here, and now they're going to have to go through another new coaching staff, another rebuild. If you're going to have to do that, you might as well just go somewhere else, especially if that can get you closer to your dream, as Steve mentioned earlier. So you can't, I don't think you can be upset with these guys, especially if, you know, one of the biggest selling points is, Hey, look at all the guys that can transfer back home. And here, here's the thing. All of those guys that transferred out over the last week or so, the dust, I'll harp on these three for, for eternity. Cause I think, I think that's what set everybody like just absolutely insane. Dustin Hall was recruited by Charlie strong played for Jeff Scott and would have played for Alex Golish. So it, it would have been his th- third co- head coach at the same place. Uh, that's a bit tough. Xavier would have been his fourth offensive line coach, possibly? I think so. Or maybe third. Was he here the year before? Was his first year with Kerwin, or did he have a year before? Dustin Hall was a true freshman with Kerwin. Okay. So third offensive so, line coach. So Xavier Weaver, same thing. Third head coach in as in what five years, four years. Uh, Brian Batiste, same thing. Third third head. He was recruited. He was recruited by Charlie Strong staff. Played for Jeff Scott, and then would have been playing for Alex Golish. Bro, like, come on. Have I mean, if you were going, if you were at the same job and you kept going through bosses every two years, would you really want to stay there? That doesn't seem like the healthiest thing when you've got a better option. So this is that's just where we're at. And God bless them. Uh, it, it who cares what happens, but for what USF is and it's historically been, it has been the oh, I'm coming back home haven. All right, MVS transferred back in. Rodney Adams transferred back in. Like some of the top guys that you care about, that you love, the guy who has a massive USF tattoo on his back was a transfer. So you can't you can't have it both ways. Either you, you like the transfer process or you dislike it, but don't be happy when the guy who transfers in becomes a star for USF. Rules for thee, not for me. Infamous. And, and the other, I, I said this to a friend. I was like, USF is finally experiencing, or actually most of the entire country is really experiencing what SEC schools have been dealing with for like years when it comes to transfers and, and just what seems to be like a really shitty feeling of like, Oh, of a, a stud guy transferring out like that fucking sucks. Um, but you know, at, at the end of the day, that's the nature of college football right now. And, and college football changes a lot. College football right now is very different than what it was 10 years ago. You know, and then even six years, Three years ago, ago. Tw- 2019, it's yeah. a completely different sport completely than it was different. right before, before the season, before the pandemic, it's a completely different sport 
from 20, like Joe Burrows, 20, like that. I think that was that championship, right? That was a January yeah, 2020. 2020. Yeah. It's a completely different sport than when Joe Burrow was here, who was a tramp. Guess what? It was a transfer. Like you can't like, uh, right. oh my God, it, I can't believe it. I just, that's yeah. what grinds my gears. Maybe and it, it's my it's old not, age, but God damn. It's not just about like, I, I think some people have like this transfer stink about it sometimes that if a guy's transferring, it's because he couldn't, couldn't rack it at whatever university he initially chose to. And that does happen from, from time to time. And, 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 you know, a prime example of it, you know, the, the Washington quarterback, uh, Sam Hubbard, I think is his name, just transferred, just, just transferred out perennial five-star, one of the best quarterbacks in the country coming out of high school, just transferred out of Washington because he probably wasn't going to play next year. And that's perfectly fine. He's going to go to another school that he thinks that he will be able to, to rack it up. But some of these guys, you know, they, they transfer because they were promised, you know, visions of, you know, starting at this university and you were going to play and then you don't. And, and that's fine. You can go back home or, you know, Hey, I, I, I went there because the coach that I had was, you know, my offensive line coach there had a really great relationship with, and, you know, now he got fired. So I'm just going to transfer back home. Like it, it's perfectly fine to take transfers. It's perfectly fine to take high school kids. You have to learn to kind of balance both at this point. And at the same time, you also have to balance this whole looming NIL thing. So, you know, I, right. I don't envy coaches right now, but it, it's, it's definitely, you, you have to balance both. You have to take transfers because right. transfers are going to be very valuable. You have to take high school. High schools are going to be very valuable. And God bless it. You can't just take Tampa Bay area kids. Yeah, I, <laughs> as, as much as I think it's a, it's a fantastic idea. If we just took Tampa Bay area kids, fuck, we'd be terrible because we would be scraping the bottom of the barrel for these kids right now. It is perfectly fine to take a kid from DeMatha High School, one of the best schools in the country for football, perfectly fine to take a kid from DeMatha. Um, it, it, you know, taking a kid from Texas, the fucking, the, the um, God, Derek Bowman from Texas, like, Yes. Okay. I will take a Texas offensive lineman. Those kids are fucking big. <laughs> like it's perfect. Also, fine. yeah, it, it's like the Midwest, and then you can get some Texas hogs. Like that's, you can get some Iowa boys, or you can get some Texas dudes, and that's perfectly fine. And I think the, the I, you you were you were kind of touching on it, and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of maybe push it over the edge here. Is that the transfer portal is a little? I mean, it's vastly different than it was. In 2009, it was vastly different than it was in, in 2014, where, as you mentioned, Steve, a lot of these guys who were in the portal or transferring to another school, they had some ick about them. There was something wrong. They didn't they couldn't cut it there. They, there was other of these things that. Frankly, now. I mean, tra the transfer portal, for better or worse, is. It's it's a way to just check out your options. It's playing the field. It's not it doesn't it shouldn't. And we're we're gonna have to break this habit. It shouldn't have the stigma or this this guy just couldn't hack it at this other place. And that very well me may, may be the case, but there's also, I mean, Brian Batie could hack it at his place. Xavier Weaver could hack it at USF. He's just looking to move up. And that's what you're that's what you're doing. And on the flip side of that, I think this is more for men's basketball. Like there's a couple guys who have transferred out of USF that went lower and then they've gone lower even still because they just they just couldn't make the leap from high school to college at even I mean USF is a bad men's basketball program but the conference as a whole fluctuates as being good. I mean they're going USF men's basketball is playing the number one team in the country on Wednesday like they're it's a conference game. Like they're 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 in a pretty good basketball conference. They've historically been in a good basketball conference. So you don't know that they can't hack it until they're a year or two in, and then they transfer down, and then they transfer down again. And that's just how it goes. Like there, there's the two sides of the coin where uh this guy could hack it, it just wasn't the fit for him anymore, or he wants to see what he could do to play up. Jimmy Horn's a prime example as well at Colorado. He's playing up now, especially for Dion. They're gonna be lights, camera, action all the time. I'm excited to see what he does. 
So it, it's the double-sided corner. I think it may be flipping closer toward I'm going to see if I can play up instead of I have issues. Because oh, um, at the initial, when they when 247 started with the transfer portal rankings, it was, okay, so this guy was a five-star in high school. Well, he's in the portal, so something must be wrong. So now he's a three-star. I don't know if that's really going to be the same uh, discrepancy as much. Maybe some for some of the guys who never played, but other than that, some of the guys who did play have some action, have some film. You'll be able to st- maybe it just they wanted a different outcome. Maybe they wanted to play in a, or practice at a brand spanking new indoor performance facility. Maybe you know, maybe break right. it in pee pee in the bathroom for the first time, kind of thing. There you oh, go. And I wonder who I wonder who broke the seal of the bathroom in there. Hold on, I'll ask. <laughs> <laughs> we got source. We got sources. Well, I'm sure someone. I'm sure someone peed during practice during like November. Steve could be maybe. I don't know. It was it was under construction up until probably like, <laughs> like they probably put in the last screw when they when they you know started opening the door for people to come in there. <laughs> yeah, they were just putting in the last potted plant. I saw that. I saw when people were walking in today, uh, the TV that's in the the main entranceway wasn't even on. So maybe they haven't even hooked up the electricity to do it yet. So we'll see. Yeah, it's a you know they, I think all the bells and whistles are mostly done in there. Um, but you know, there's they're they're going to continuously improve the place as well. Um, I do love how it's called Savage Field. That's fucking badass. Yeah, that love was like that. one of the first. That was like one of the first donations. This was like it was like Savage Field, and then all of it was like Savage Field, and then all of the Thong Song donations were like right after it. That's, <laughs> and and then then the big money started to come in. I'm still pissed we didn't get a plaque, but whatever. They had to they had to make the cutoff at some point. Well, we'll talk to Michael about it. I mean, that's right. That was wild. That was like five years ago. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it is. And in five years, we'll theoretically have a stadium. So that's cool. To think about. <laughs> thank, thank God for Dion. Thank. Oh my God. If he didn't, if he didn't come over to Tampa Please. and say, "I want those blueprints in my hand," and then proceed to rip them up and <laughs> go to Boulder, who knows what would have happened to us. He accelerated this timeline for sure. Yeah, he, for sure. he cut out the stuff that he knew wouldn't pass uh, engineering specs. So, yeah, exactly. Um, we've gone for over an hour, and I think that's pretty good. Also, I didn't bring my charger to where my new location is, so I'm like I'm at like twenty eight percent battery life. And I, I think I, hey, maybe I, I'm, I'm knocking on wood. Maybe I jinxed myself. It seems like it was pretty good tonight. Yeah, only, I only glitched once. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. New year, new me. That's right. New year, new TV. New, new us. Look at us go. Look at us. Um, so I think we'll wrap it up here. Uh, just as a recap at the top, I, I know some people joined in late. Um, uh, again, I'll let you guys recap it, but just surface level. So uh, Twitter, not going to be a thing anymore because you can't comment on it. Um, we'll put, we'll still post the links, uh, Seth, you did that tonight to the YouTube and the Twitch stream, um, on Twitter. And we'll retweet that before we go live. We'll announce that we're going to be having a show on Twitter as well, but the streams itself will be on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, that seemed to be, uh, the best avenues, um, to get, the older folks on Facebook to interact, the the super cool people on Twitch, I see y'all, and also on YouTube with the comments, having comments fine. It was, uh, I loved it. I loved it tonight. It seemed like there was a lot of interaction. I'm a big fan of that. Um, but it's also leading toward um, being able to monetize this as uh, a Twitch affiliate, which will be fun. And then we'll also, we'll also be starting a, a Discord where the the first we're we're going to be covering up to up through national signing day on February 8th um we're going to be uh if you show us if you screenshot that you are following us on Twitch you'll be uh we'll let you into the discord we'll have recruiting stuff inside scoops whatnot for the first month or so 
for recruiting. And then as kick as football season starts to kick off, as you guys see that, uh, you know what? They're not just blowing smoke. We actually do know what we're talking about, and we actually have some pretty good sources throughout the university and the football team and all the other sports. You'll see it, and then we'll start a slightly paid version um, for the Discord closer to football season. But basically, you'll get from January 11th through probably closer to July, basically free. So baseball, football all that stuff, all the discord stuff that we just randomly find out during the off seasons, it'll be put in there um, for free. And then there'll be a paid uh, service at the end. Um, Because uh, honestly, we're really good at this and I I don't want to toot my own horn. I mean, we're, we're good at this. We, we know we, I swear to you, I'm not blowing smoke. We know stuff. Um, and it, this is, this seemed like the best way to let you guys in on what we know without it. I don't, I don't know. Without if we had, being, if we had the discord that you would have been, you would have known that Dion thing was out about a week and a half before it was reported that it was out. So that, that's the kind of stuff we want to put in there. Stuff we can't really put out publicly, but, um, it's kind of a different way for us to interact and put stuff like that out. So like the Dion 90, 90% Dion, that's a big joke. Now you would have known really early that, uh, that was really 0%. So that's the kind of stuff we we can put on there. If you, I, I see, I think we're already up to 20 followers on Twitch. Um, send us a screenshot, uh, to the, to the house account, the, the data MP Twitter account, um, that you're a, uh, follow a uh, follower on Twitch, and then we'll send you a Discord invite. Jump in there, and you can kind of talk about whatever. But we also have rooms for football recruiting, uh, Olympic sports, so we can talk about basketball, uh, you know, track, tennis, whatever you want to talk about. We all have different rooms for you to talk about that with other people in there. So, um, yeah, maybe maybe a private bread bracket or, or something like that. So, yeah, so jump in there, uh, jump in. Send us a send us a screenshot and and we'll get you guys in the Discord. It should be a lot of fun, a lot more ways to interact directly and and make it pretty easy. Exactly, uh, non bread for life. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, this has been another uh, really fun edition. Way to kick off twenty twenty three, folks. I, I love you both. I I hope nothing but success in your personal lives and your real jobs, as well as this. Um, and if we can have fun along the way, why not? I mean, we, you know, we're, we're going to be here. Why not have some fun uh, doing it um, for Seth, for Stieg? I've been Nathan. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bluminati podcast. Good night. Go Bulls. Go Bulls. Follow us on Twitch. Go Bulls. Butthole. <laughs>